nice Rachel goes to school the next day, Cassie and Marco both test her. Um, Cassie comes up and is like, oh, there's a meeting after school. Um, and Rachel's like, yeah, okay, yep. And Cassie's like, or we could go shopping. Cassie said it with a bland smile. I'm sure my face lit up, but then I realized Cassie hated shopping and meetings weren't exactly optional. She was testing me. No, we'd better go to the meeting, right? I asked anxiously. I mean, that's what we should do, isn't it? Why? Cassie asked. I shrugged. Everyone will be expecting us. I mean, we have to, right? Yeah, you're right. See you. Um, and then Marco comes up behind her. And he's like, so purely hypothetical here. Me and Rachel goes with Tobias, right? And you think I'm cute, right? What? What? Come on, we have to get to class. I'm just saying Tobias and me and Rachel. I mean, that's the way it'll happen, don't you think? Don't you think Tobias likes me? He shrugged. How can he like both of you? I mean, you look alike, very alike, identical. And may I say, I approve of the mini. It's the look for you. I guess what I'm getting here at here is, how are you and me and Rachel going to divide up your lives? We were walking down the hall, jostled by kids running past in both directions. I don't know, I admitted. She's a little intense, huh? Duh. Kind of creepy, really. I guess you wish you had someone you could talk to about it. Uh-huh. I mean, wow, the psychodrama of it all. It's the ultimate Jerry Springer. Meet a girl who has been split into two halves, good and evil. Man, I'd watch. Uh-huh. But it has to creep you out, right? I mean, no offense, but now you're Rachel, but without all the psycho killer parts of your personality, so you have to be wondering what's going on with your life, right? I guess so. She made me sleep on the floor. I don't know why I told him that. I shouldn't have told him that. It was embarrassing. I saw his gaze flicker. I saw the smile fade for just a moment. I stopped walking. You know I'm not, like, this total moron now, okay? I know you're testing me. Testing? He asked with a mocking laugh. Jake told you to check on me. See if I seemed like I was maybe losing it, right? Marco laughed. We're there. Where? Class. And Marco just fucks off. Um, which is an interesting bit of Marco from this mm. perspective. Um, because you can, you can definitely see how he's digging to get information using his kind of stereotypical jokester personality. Yeah. Uh, cut to Mean Rachel. Mean Rachel gets to the barn early for the meeting. Um, and she decides that uh, it would be a smart idea to scope things out before, like, the others get there. To spy on everybody, basically. So she morphs into a fly and hides. Um, Eric shows up first, then the others. Uh, he Eric says that the Yerks are moving the anti-morphing ray. They don't know where they're moving it, but they're basically using three trucks. Two of them are decoys. Um, only one will have the anti-morphing ray. Uh, three different routes. So, you know, have fun with that, I guess. <laughs> Um, and he asks about where the Rachels are. I don't know if Crazy Rachel even got the word, Cassie said. She wasn't in school today. Yeah, the total lack of ambulances was proof that she didn't go to class today, Marco said dryly. And Eric just fucks off. Um, <laughs> he says he's kind of jealous of Rachel that she was able to, like, take all the evil inside of her and send it off to do whatever the fuck it needs to be done. Um, and Tobias is like, all right, well, that was weird. Uh, but before either of the other Rachels get here, um, uh, Axe says he maybe has a plan for what to do. Um, and Axe is like, it would require an enormous amount of power and the two Rachels would have to agree. And there would be a definite possibility that both, both halves of Rachel would die in the process. And Cassie's like, that's absolutely unacceptable. And Marco's like, the present arrangement is not really acceptable either. A pathetic whiner who's made up of all the fear and self-doubt and indecisiveness and airheadedness that hide way down deep inside of Rachel? Or the psychotic killer, the rage machine that Rachel has managed to keep under control for so long? Um. <clears throat> That's not all there is to it, Cassie said. I think the split goes beyond that. I don't think mean Rachel is capable of long-term thinking. Nice Rachel is, but she's not capable of short-term focus. Rachel busted in last night with no idea what to do. No plan. She was just reacting. But nice Rachel laid out a shopping trip yesterday like it was a general planning and invasion. 
Marco said, strategy and tactics, long-term, short-term. We can't use either of the Rachels we have, Jake said. Uh, and then mean Rachel goes ballistic. Uh-huh. Um, she is angered by Marco calling her psychotic and by Jake saying that they can't use her. Um, which the second one kind of fair, considering how her being used by Jake is a sore spot. Yeah. Um, but she begins to demorph, um, realizes her mistake halfway into demorphing because she, um, uh, has to go through human before she can get to Grizzly. Um, and so Axe, who's just here in Andalite Morph already, is like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna, like, like, stop what you're doing. Just stop. Why are you doing this? <laughs> um... <laughs> And she's like, don't kill me. I didn't mean it. No one is going to kill you, Jake said. Yes, you will. Let me live. I want to live. You can't hurt me. You can't kill me. Weaklings. Fools. Like. <laughs> it's all over the place. It's all like, over the place. Um, the It lacks consistency with itself, with the narrative that's been established so far about what this Rachel is like. Mm -hmm. It's just. If it wasn't marginally entertain funny in places, there would be nothing redeemable about this. But really, it just feels very frustrating to read. Yes, yes. Um, we cut to nice Rachel, who shows up now. Um, her showing up is a slight distraction that Mean Rachel needs because nice Rachel just shows up while Mean Rachel is still demorphing as a fly, and starts fucking screaming. Um uncontrollably mean to Rachel be fair, we have discussed how the half fly half human look yes, is bad it's true yes uh night mean Rachel has her like fly hands around Marco's throat axe is trying to swat her with the flat of his tail but she's got Marco between her and and axe mean Rachel like sticks the open end of her proboscis over Marco's face, cutting off his air supply, which is fucking horrifying. Yep. Uh, and but Marco punches her, um, and is able to get away from her. And she's like, "I'm taking over. Who's with me?" Jake tries to tackle her. She dodges out of the way. Uh, Jake hits the floor hard. Then Tobias comes down, uh, to from above to attack her from above, but she reaches up and grabs him and with perfect malice on her face she closed her fist around Tobias's neck and like mm. that's horrifying it's horrifying yep mess with me and bird boy here is a dead chicken everyone froze aha she crowed too easy I don't even need to morph Rachel, what are you doing? Tobias yelled, more mad than scared. Sorry, my love, she sneered, but as a predator, you'll understand. Um. So fucking mad. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad that this is the first time that Rachel tells him that she loves him. Uh -huh. Albeit in a sideways way. <laughs> uh huh. Like, I hate it. Zuffel, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at your pain, Daniel. Um, it's interesting that that's the choice. And again, this boils down to why this feels like bad characterization. Mm -hmm. Because even at her most violent, as we've said before, Rachel doesn't go after the people she loves like that. We've seen her get violent with Jake. We've seen her get like violent with Marco. Mm -hmm. I could see it happening with Axe because we know she sometimes has some weird dynamics with Axe. Mm -hmm. But not with Cassie and not with Tobias. Yeah. And I really appreciate that Tobias is mad, not upset or scared mm -hmm. with yeah. this 
Yeah. But we, and this just carries on, like, with mean Rachel being, like, I suppose, like, manic or frantic is the best, like, is completely, like, doesn't know what she wants either. Mm -hmm. Because Jake's just like, okay, so you want to be in charge. I I don't care. I'm bored of the responsibility anyway. And then we have mean Rachel, okay, okay, so here's my first order. I want Marco killed. No not killed he could still be useful just punish him whip him whip him until he screams and then he's just like okay and then just punches the face (laughs) um which i shouldn't laugh at but also as a visual jake just going all right and then just cold clocking her is very good yep um and then uh axe is there with tail blade they pin her to the ground and again it's this sort of screaming fit like we saw her describe from her perspective when she was in Almorph. Mm-hmm. And nice Rachel is horrified and is sobbing at seeing this because, um, and this is like just the f- sheer unsubtle manifestation of self-loathing because she's just looking at this going, that's not me. This isn't me. She was never in me. And she knows that that's not true and how this aspect of herself this tortured wild vicious thing had been a part of me she had made me brave she had made me strong poor sick twisted thing she had made me me And we have this great little moment there that lands. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Mean Reg just like, man, you never saw a bunch of kids so upset. I mean, I was mad. So what? Who wouldn't be? And then after a while, they just let her up. Yep. Jake decides the meeting's over. Yeah. And we get Rachel listing off her list of people that need to die. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey, still, Marco, probably Jake. And he said, oh, that was okay. That'll, they'll still be me and Tobias and Cassie and Axe. Okay, Axe is loyal, is devoted to Jake and Cassie. And she doesn't finish that thought. She just goes home. Because she doesn't know what to do with herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, like she has the ability to be a good leader, but she can't plan. And this is her having this realization that she, like Cassie had observed, she can't think ahead yeah and she starts second guessing herself for this one she's like oh, i'd done okay at the bri hadn't i I'm like, okay but that wasn't planning this is spur of the moment reacting i can do that i can react and then she gets like mad towards like uh the other rachel because like like she's taken this part of her away mm-hmm. and she's like well how am i going to do that and it's too complicated and she feels like her brain's going to explode she just shoves her way into the house past one of her sisters and she is just mad. And again, now she it's her turn to describe the other Rachel as a tumour, like full of fear and indecision and getting all, all of that out of her is great. She's free. She's been liberated. Except she has the planning part. It's all part of the fear. And she's looking around like, okay, so where is she? Kicking at anything she can get within reach realizes okay no other rachel's not here and on the planner on the desk below the note we saw nice rage made for call daddy is daddy flight 545 gate 17 and that's enough for rachel to put it together all right so she's going to meet dad it's going to be at the airport yeah that's clear gotta get there uh, and we cut to nice Rachel at the airport. Um, she's sitting waiting for her dad. Her dad gets there. And again, with the totally like nonsensical conversation going back and forth, unable to spit it out, essentially, um, mm. like trying to figure out if her dad is a controller, which doesn't work in the way that she's trying to think it like make it work um you can't just tell 
obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's getting ready to tell him everything um, when she sees Mean Rachel. Um, like, on the opposite side of the airport, like, over her dad's shoulder, she sees him. Her. Um, and so she kind of runs away, and Mean Rachel takes her spot. Uh, and Mean Rachel just- I hate this so much. It's so awful. Like, she's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um. And this isn't about, like, anger or even- we know that Rachel has complicated feelings towards her dad, so you could say, oh, it's a bit of a manifestation of that, getting the opportunity to, like, call her dad on his bullshit. But she doesn't even really do that. hmm She's just rude and about, and thinks about stabbing her dad with a butter knife. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's rude to the waitress. Realize, uh, spots nice Rachel just like well I can't let that slide tries to start a food fight it fails um, and then uh, dad's just dragging her away and then he's got to get on a flight and it's just what purpose does this scene serve nice yeah. Rachel wasn't going to be able to get the words out to explain mm-hmm. it's just it adds nothing. Yeah. It would have been more interesting to see one of the Animorphs having to try to stop Nice Rachel from actually saying anything. Mm. And we were about to find out, but like they were there. Mm-hmm. Keeping an eye because they did know what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to Nice Rachel again. Um, and she's with Cassie at the barn. Um, and she's nervous because mean Rachel cut her off from her dad and she's afraid that she'll have to go on this mission because it'll be really dangerous. Um, she's getting the feeling that she's not welcome amongst her friends. Uh, even Cassie and Tobias are kind of short with her. Um, which having to deal with her all fucking day, I would be too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she asks if they're, if they are mad at her. And Cassie says, no, of course we're not mad at you. You're just different. And nice Rachel says, but I'm better. I mean, I'm like, nice. I'm not all crazy. We're used to crazy, Tobias said. I mean, who else would you know, care about someone like me. It takes a fairly crazy girl to be to like a bird boy. Um, you like her better? I asked in total amazement. Her? Oh, you mean evil Rachel? Cassie laughed. No, she's insane and dangerous. I just want the old Rachel back. No offense. But you can't expect me to ever want her back inside me, can you? No answer. Because right then, Jake came in with Marco and Axe. Uh... What do we have here? Marco asked Cassie. Wimp, Rachel, she said, then winced. Sorry. Like, we get Cassie's the one who's calling Rachel these mm-hmm. other names the most, and I don't like it. No. Um, uh, nice Rachel's like, all right, well, I'll just go home. Can anyone walk me home? And Jake's like, no, we need you for the mission. And uh, basically, the, the gist of it is there are three trucks and five of them without Rachel. So they need an extra body to at least be backup for someone. Um, Not that she's any fucking use. Jake would probably have been better off on his own, but whatever. Um, I do appreciate that we have also, as Jake's laying out, like, also, mean Rachel, I know you're here and more spying on us, so you might as well listen properly to the plan. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice Rachel really doesn't want to do it. Um, as mean Rachel is demorphing, Jake morphs to Tiger, Marco morphs to Gorilla, and Axe demorphs, so that by the time mean Rachel is fully human, she's facing a Tiger, a Gorilla, and an Andalite. Um, and 
a mean Rachel is like, oh, I've got you all scared. Um, I'll take and any I'll take you all on. I'll morph to a grizzly, and Axe is like, you would lose. <laughs> Which I love him for. <laughs> um and then Mean Rachel tries to snitch on Nice Rachel, like, do you know what she tried to do today? And Tobias is like, yeah, we know. We've, we've been <laughs> following both of you. Because of course we fucking have. Um, and Jake says, let me remind you of something, Rachel. We've been through this before. David had morphing powers and he attacked the group. He's a Nothlet now, trapped in the body of a rat on that godforsaken little pimple of rock out in the ocean. I'm not David, Mean Rachel spat. Marco answered, no, you're not. David might have been able to forge an alliance with the Yerks. You can't. The Yerks believe in control, and you are out of control. I can fight. She can't, Mean Rachel yelled, sticking a quivering finger in my face. She's useless. No, you are useless, Tobias said. You are nothing but rage and violence. You're a pile of gunpowder ready to go off with any spark. You blow up. I blow up Yerks! Gunpowder is only really dangerous when it's confined, controlled, used in the right way at the right time. Which, like, whoo boy, Jake. Whoo, <laughs> Jake. Whoo. Ho, oh, buddy. Can you I deny it? Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, gosh. Um, mean Rachel's like, I'm going on the mission, you can't stop me. She lunges for Jake, and Jake just ignores her because she's attacking a, t a full-grown tiger with her bare fucking hands. Um, and eventually, Mean Rachel, like, runs out of energy and, just, like, sits down. Barehanded, you attack a tiger, Jake said. That's why you aren't going. I am going, she said weakly. No, Jake turned his orange and black face to me. You are. No way. Not to fight. Just as backup. Just to run and find the others if I get into trouble. You'll have to morph, but you won't have to fight. I know you don't like it. But, nice Rachel, you are going. Why do I have to go, I wailed. Because it's your duty. My duty? I thought about the word. Duty. What was duty? What did that mean to me? Nothing. Only, it did mean something. To my surprise, it did. It was kind of weird. But down inside me, untouched by the split, I felt the word resonate. And Rachel got the, mean Rachel got the courage, I got the sense of duty. And now that I had touched that part of me, it seemed powerful, irresistible. Um, Axe knocks mean Rachel out. Mm -hmm. Uh, and nice Rachel has to go on the mission. Um, this sense of duty that Jake has invoked in her... Um, I almost would like it better if it were like, because Jake ordered me to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that would hurt more and be more influential. Yeah. Considering we saw her not necessarily react with a sense of duty before. Mm -mm. Um, uh, they have to coax her through morphing. Um, she basically has to keep her eyes closed the entire time, um, but it works. She morphs to Owl, um, and they go and fly. Um, it's, it wasn't that flying isn't cool. It is cool. I mean, parts of it. Like, being able to see everything from up in the air. That's kind of interesting. But here's the thing about flying. You're up in the air. There's nothing holding <laughs> you up but air. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you're a hundred feet up or whatever, and in your head, you're still a human, still looking at the world like a human, still thinking, oh my god, I'm up in the air. <laughs> um, and Cassie's just like, are you okay? And, and Nice Ranger's just like, uh-huh. Um, which is great. It's a great moment. Um, and we get and her I do using... like that, because we yeah. do have, like, uh, what it of the sheer ludicrousness of a human mind being in the situations they put themselves in for this yes. for this war. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um and we get her reflecting on the split. Um 
I'd done it a hundred times, probably. I remembered all those times. I remembered flying to some mission or other and being filled with anticipation. I used to look forward to it, the fighting, the missions. And yet when I thought back on it now, it wasn't all mean Rachel. I was there too. I'd been scared. It wasn't that I wasn't scared. It was just that mean Rachel had gotten us past it. She'd made us brave, with a mixture of courage and recklessness and desperation and insecurity. And there had been insanity, too, something deep down, deep inside that was dark and hard and cruel. I wondered about the others, my friends. If they had been split like this, what would they have become? Did Jake have a mean Jake inside of him? Oh yes, definitely. And Axe. Neither of them might be as wild or out of control. But they had that same core of darkness. Cassie? No. Or at least, a split-screen Cassie would be this huge portion of nice and this tiny bit of rotten. As for Tobias... He flew, still his own hawk self, a little above and a little apart from all of us. If you split Tobias into halves, you'd have what you already had, a hawk and a boy. It's I wonder interesting. if... Go on, please. I wonder if instead of Axe, they meant Marco. Mm. Because they don't bring him up. Yeah. What were you going to say? Just, it's interesting the way they're painting nice Rachel's take on the split. Mm -hmm. Because she thinks of it being like the bad and the good. Mm -hmm. Because of the Jekyll and Hyde comparison, that's what we've been sort of working on. But it's not a matter of evil and good. Yeah. Like, and it's interesting that she's drawing that distinction for the others. Whereas if you think about more just like the different instincts, because like with Tobias, there isn't that good evil. It's boy and bird. Mm -hmm. But with Cassie, it's just like, oh, well, there'd be the big good part and the little bad part. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you think about what maybe the dual aspects of Cassie are, there's like the willing, the ability to see the crux of things. Yeah. And that like the extreme, like Cassie untempered by her compassion is a terrifying notion. <laughs> oh, it sure fucking is. <laughs> Just as a Cassie defined by her compassion would be no use to the war because she mm -hmm. would never be able to make the, the harder calls or do the things like fully compassionate Cassie would probably not be able to be violent. Mm -hmm. And so like, extreme divide on marco is probably just like again a very cold scary strategist mm -hmm. um but also like a, a a true coward i guess but well that's certainly how things about it or like it's somebody that's or the other way you end up with marco is somebody very scary which is somebody yeah. who makes jokes while doing horrible things yes so, mm -hmm. but it, yeah, my, my, my point here is like when you think about the dual aspects of characters, the fact that Nice Rachel is drawing it on morality lines. Mm -hmm. And is that just because that's how everyone's been talking about her and the other Rachel? Mm -hmm. If it hadn't been nice and mean. Yeah. We could have just like red and blue, hot and cold. Like you could have gone any number of ways of differentiating the two. Mm -hmm. But it's mean and nice. And it's notable that Cassie is the only one that describes Rachel as evil Rachel. Yeah. No one else uses that word. It's fine. <sighs> yeah, sure. This is great. I don't have fear about this at all. <laughs> uh, <sighs> they get to the facility and the trucks and the trucks are moving. They realize that they can't fly fast enough to follow them. And so Jake is like, all right, uh, well, everyone to their respective trucks. Rachel, you and I were going to dive down and grab onto that strap that's on the truck. Just land on the moving truck. You've done it before. You can do it again. 
Jake, my guy, there are better ways to do this. <laughs> but what's interesting is he is treating this Rachel at first like he treats Rachel normally. Mm-hmm. And you see his tactic shifts with her as this goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she starts to dive. Um, she's terrified the whole time, screaming the whole time. Um, eventually Jake goes, me too. Just stay on my wing. Don't think. Get out of yourself. Pretend you're somewhere else. What? I'm an owl on a collision course with a truck. Let the <laughs> owl do the flying. See the strap? Pretend that's a mouse. Um, it does work. She lands on top of the truck, uh, manages, misses the strap, but manages to catch on to a tiny hole. And Jake is like, you need to demorph right now. Um, and she's like, what? I'm on top of a moving vehicle. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And he says, you need to demorph. Stop freaking out. Just listen to me. Um, and she even... She has a moment where she's like, I understood what Jake was going for. I understood that he figured my human skin would help me hold, would help hold me to the steel. He was right. But it's like, even as she recognizes that, again, she's just overcome by this fear. Um, she demorphs all the way to human. Uh, and then Jake is like, all right, now you have to morph again to cockroach. And she's like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> actually Uh, fuck this (laughs) actually fuck this uh no thank you um and jake (laughs) tells her that there's a tunnel up ahead and the truck is too tall she needs to morph cockroach or she's going to be killed by this tunnel um and she thinks it was totally impossible i had to choose between being killed by a tunnel or turning into a cockroach what kind of world is it when you have to make choices like that? A bad world. That's what. Bad, bad, very bad. Nice I mean, wrinkles, I no good, very bad, rotten day. Absolutely. It's interesting thinking about what or the way Jake is tackling this in the view of like he's keeping her very much in the present moment. He's mm-hmm. reminding her constantly, this is where you are, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like he like, because he knows that she can understand consequences if he tells them to her, but it's like, no, you need to do this. You need to do this now. Mm-hmm. And again, it's seeing him understand the situation and say what he needs to say to do it. Get get the result he needs. Yes. And nobody else, I don't think, would have been able to do this. No. To talk Rachel through like this. I don't think so. No. Um. And so she closes her eyes and begins to morph. Um, and it, this is where we get the explanation of where she's talking about how um, when you do something for the first time, you're afraid. But then after that, you become less afraid because it didn't kill you the first time. Um, the fear was untouched, undiminished, not one iota less powerful. It was like the part of my brain that was capable of thinking, hey, that wasn't really so bad, was just gone. It was. It was in my twin. The thought made me very sad. It meant that I was never going to be able to get brave again. Never. Like there was some kind of fear-coping organ and mine had been surgically removed. I was trembling, shaking, teeth chattering, until I had no teeth, until I had no flesh to tremble. I was aware that I was shri- shrinking. I could tell because my palms were dragging across the steel as hands and feet all became much closer. But I kept my eyes shut and told myself it wasn't happening to me. Um, and she morphs. She manages to morph through her fear. Um, and Jake is like, good, good work. You actually did it. Um, and she asks, are we past the bridge yet? And he doesn't answer. And she realizes <laughs> that Jake had lied about the bridge in order to make her morph that's jake the mission comes before anything (laughs) you're right Uh, daniel yep fine um uh we get a little bit about the roach senses um and the truck is slowing down um 
and they are in some kind of tunnel. Uh, and the truck stops, and then there's a smell of gas, and then they're unconscious. Uh, when they wake up, Nice Rachel is in a box. Uh, it is an inch taller, an inch wider, an inch longer than she is as a roach. And she's trapped. And she can't demorph, because when she does, she instantly feels an awful, unyielding pressure. Uh... I could barely stand to listen. I morphed back, but the panic, the terror. Oh God, they had me. At long last, they had me. Trapped. As a roach. As a cockroach. I started screaming. I kept screaming. Screaming and screaming and screaming. Which, I mean, objectively terrifying. Maybe mm -hmm. not the best way to react. <laughs> um... Just so wonderfully judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because I know Jake is sitting over there, like having to be brave for both of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was the one that insisted she come with. Frankly, it's my true. guy, it's true. This is a little <laughs> bit on you. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Again. For, for someone who is unable to uh, feel, unable to fear, feel past fear, um, it makes sense that she would be just completely going apeshit out of her mind with this. Um, mean Rachel wakes up. She's angry that they knocked her unconscious. She doesn't know what to do. Um... She's having a lot of trouble focusing, like way a lot of trouble focusing. Uh, eventually she figures, all right, well, if I just go into the sky, maybe I'll find them. <laughs> it works. I, I <laughs> There have been worse strategies. <laughs> um, uh, she spots the truck that has nice Rachel morphing on top of it. Um... And she's a she's able to follow it enough because of like the route it's taking um, that she gets to the facility that they have been taken into. It's some kind of like foundry, um, like where they made steel, uh, and the truck goes into this area. Um, go ahead. You know, it curses. Just if they needed some hand wavy bullshit about it, just like how that because the two of them have been split, that they sort of instinctively know where the other one is, mm. like they're missing a part of themselves. So they're kind of just without even being conscious of it, they're always drawn to each other. Then you could have had a really mm. easy bullshit reason for how Rachel, each of them always knows where to go. Yeah. Just saying. I do like that actually. Yeah. Um, like also you can have like there's some good shit about, about the need to be whole again because mm -hmm. you don't function without all of you there mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. or even that hatred just like i need her to think which is yeah. what we see we're gonna we're about to literally see that in action yes um so yeah mean rachel follows them into the foundry we cut to nice rachel who cannot do anything except like freak out um moaning a moaning cry came from deep down inside me a soundless sound a voiceless pitiful mewling my brain gone thinking impossible just terror animal terror and jake is trying to talk her through this like he's talking about when they uh were trying to get to the the world leader summit and they thought they were trapped by like a hundred hork or when they were dolphins and they had to fight a whole bunch of sharks or how about that time <laughs> like hanging <laughs> hang in there <laughs> um okay look i can't see much uh but i don't think we're the only ones in here tell me what you can see um and she she can't respond and eventually she just begins like literally actually screaming in thought speak and jake has to order her to stop and she does and then he orders her 
to tell him what she sees. Um, and she does. And then she sees what looks like a ticking clock counting down. Um, and Jake is like, listen, they're playing mind games. They want us to be scared. Um, but listen, they aren't even sure we're not just real bugs, okay? They don't know. They're hoping. They're guessing. They don't know. Do you understand? Uh, she does not understand. She's freaking <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> uh, and Jake's like, listen to me. You can't say anything to them when they come. You can't say anything, no matter how much. Say? Say? My feverish mind <laughs> grabbed onto that thought. I could talk to them. I could beg them to let me go. Uh, and she does. She starts talking and thought speak to them. Like, help me. I'll tell you anything. Just let me go. Um, and suddenly there's a whole bunch of movement, which we find out in the next chapter with Mean Rachel is because Mean Rachel has morphed Hork-Bajir to infiltrate this facility. And once she gets into this room with all the bugs in boxes, uh, she starts a fight with the other Hork-Bajir. Um, it's a pretty wicked fight. Uh frankly. Mm. Um, but a bunch of the boxes get, like, knocked over and slashed open. She steps on one of the bugs, um, spares a thought. I do love for, like, that that's... I do love that it's later revealed that that is Jake. Yes. To be yes. clear. <laughs> yeah. She's like, God, I hope that wasn't Jake. I want him to know that it was me that killed him. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, there's this gnarly fight, and eventually uh, Visser 3 reveals himself, because Visser 3 is here, Mr. Three is always here. Um, Mr. Free. It's been so yep. dull without you. Yep. It's been a while since we've seen him. Well, we saw him in 30. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's like this the wall thing that opens because one of the hork is trying to get out away from Mean Rachel. Um, and it reveals Visser Three. And he's like, close that. You're going to let them escape. And so the wall closes back down, and Visser Three is like, "All right, well, I had my doubt that we counted, had my doubts that we'd caught an Andalite, but now I don't doubt that anymore." Um, and she's like, "Come on in, come on in here, and I'll kill you." And he says, "Yes, you might. So I think I'll have to decline." <laughs> and like a fucking supervillain, he activates a device that makes the walls and ceiling close in. I refuse to <laughs> not believe that Visser 3 has been watching Bond movies <laughs> and getting ideas. <laughs> like, he calls it his, like, research, like, strategizing for, like, to understand Earth psyches. And it's just him watching Bond movies and taking note. <laughs> Genius. And they're all so witty. Love this. <laughs> Uh, cut back to nice Rachel, who was, is out of the box because of all of the chaos that happened. Um, she demorphs immediately. Um, and at first she's like, oh, I have to demorph, but morphing is horrible. And it's just like, oh my God, you were just so afraid of being trapped in morph. Just demorph. Just demorph. <laughs> um, she's trapped, unable to decide. Uh, to demorph was terrifying, to stay in morph was terrifying, and it was the ultimate horror of the coward. I was caught between two frightening choices. <laughs> Logically, if both choices were terrifying, then it didn't matter. But it did! There was more at stake than fear. I had to find a way out. I had to survive. Um, she demorphs. Um, mean Rachel sees her, uh, has also demorphed. Um, and... Uh, mean Rachel's like, I came here to kill you and Jake, but there are other problems. She shows nice Rachel that the floor and ceiling is closing in. Um, and, uh, uh, nice Rachel asks about Jake and mean Rachel's like, who knows? I stepped on a bug. Maybe that was him. It's a war. He was a warrior. Warriors die. The important thing is I'm in charge now. Um, the fact that Jake is stuck to the bottom of her fur at this point yeah. hearing this is just <laughs> uh -huh. um and uh, nice Rachel realizes oh we probably shouldn't be human because of Visser 3 
Um, and Mean Rachel is like, I don't think he can see in here. Because if he could, then probably he would already have done something. Because we're already human. <laughs> um, and Mean Rachel's like, I'm going to morph to Grizzly Bear. And Nice Rachel's like, you can't morph to Grizzly Bear. It'll just crush you faster. Um... And Mean Rachel's like, if he wants to kill us, why doesn't he just kill us? And Nice Rachel's like, he doesn't want to kill us. He wants our bodies. He thinks we're Andalites. He wants us to surrender. Um, I could feel Mean Rachel staring at me. I cracked one eye to look at her. She was troubled. Yeah, that's it, she admitted. She hesitated. She looked like she was fighting something inside her own head. Then, so, so what do we do? Both my eyes opened. Mean Rachel was asking me what to do? Asking me? Me? I'd kill them, but I can't get at them, she yelled. I was amazed. It was insane. Mean Rachel, psycho killer Rachel, was asking me what to do. But when I even tried to think about it, I couldn't. I mean, I could, but I couldn't think about me doing anything. I could see possibilities. The Visser thought there was only one of us. He wanted us alive. I could see possibilities, plans. But not for me. However, I could think of Mean Rachel doing them. Um... We cut to Mean Rachel and we see the plan. Uh, basically, uh, Nice Rachel in hork Morph um, threatens to kill herself uh, instead of, you know, wait out this game of chicken that they're playing with Visser 3. Um, and Visser 3 immediately calls off the, the mechanism that's crushing the room. Um... And he's like, make it easy. Before you could die from self-inflicted wounds, I'd have surgeons repairing the wound. Surrender. I have won. You have lost. Meanwhile, Mean Rachel is a fly, flies into Visser 3's ear. And right about when Visser 3 is out of patience for Nice Rachel, uh, Mean Rachel speaks up and is like, oh, hey, I'm in your head. Uh, I'm going to demorph and kill you unless you do what I say. Um, this is a ball of fucking plan. It is. It really is. Um, and it works. Like they threaten Visser three with this, and they tell him, "Take a let us go outside. You and Nice Rachel go outside. No guards. Let us go, and then you won't die." Um, and it works. Um, nice Rachel and mean Rachel get away uh, and nice Rachel's like I have to demorph okay then you can kill me if you want which is a lot mm-hmm. um, and then uh, um, she's crying about Jake and Jake answers like oh you know it's it's fine I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> he just demorphs. That's why I like Roach Morph. Hard to kill. I was stuck to the bottom of Mean Rachel's foot for a while. Then I limped over to Nice Rachel. What? Were you just too scared to let us know you were alive? We could have used some help back there. I'll kill you for that. I wanted the two of you to find a way out. You had to figure out that you need each other. Me? Need her? Her? The wimp? The wuss? The simp? The mall crawling nitwit? Yes, Jake said, almost fully human. You had no plan, no clue. She came up with the plan. She's the one with the ability to think long term. Without her, you're nothing but rage and violence and, yeah, courage. Rage is all you need. Nice, Rachel? Yes, I know. I do need her. I can't, I can't do anything without her. I know she's crazy, but, you know, she makes me able to be, like, strong and all. Of course you need me. I'm me. But you? You're just you. <laughs> mean, Rachel. Jake said. Without her, you're out of the Animorphs. Period. You can't join the Yerks. You can't fight them alone. You want to be a warrior? You need to be able to plan, to have a healthy capacity for fear, and, by the way, a sense of duty. <clears throat> and so she agrees. And the the plan is to, to get them back together is essentially that they acquire each other and, and Eric electrocutes the fuck out of them while they morph each other and then they're back together yeah that that's it's a irritatingly hand wavy it is super hand wavy um, like 
that bothers me more than a lot of any of the other bullshit concepts. Yeah, nah, don't care mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. But I suppose there's two lots of DNA. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I I can approve of like the electricity, like needing extra juice in there. Yeah. When uh, when I read this as a kid, and I was really surprised until like I read through this, and then I had to like go back and read it again because the first time I read it, I read what I expected to see. Mm-hmm. When I first read this, I thought it was literally Eric just like smooshing them together with super strength. <laughs> <laughs> Which made significantly more sense than just electrocuting them. Yeah, no. Especially if they're, like, <laughs> mid-morphing. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, when you get, like, two balls of Play-Doh and you just smush, like, red Play-Doh or blue Play-Doh and you push them together and get purple Play-Doh. That's how that works. Or, like, all those really satisfying TikToks of you put the different colours of silicone on the roller to make it, uh... Get to get the colleague you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it works. And yeah. that's it. Yep. Like literally the morph happens, they get electrocuted, and Rachel is one person again. Mm-hmm. Feeling confused. She's gone. No, not gone. Cassie asks if she's okay. It's just like, okay, I wanted to cry. I was me again for whatever that was worth. The coward was in me. The killer too. Human and animal. Uh, Rachel, do you want to sit down, maybe talk? Cassie asks. I, I don't know, I said. I'm here for you, Cassie said. I looked up. Tobias, half human, half predator. Our eyes met. Thanks, Cassie, I whispered. But Tobias? Yeah, let's go, Rachel, he said. The two of you and the two of me. Let's go. I'm so mad that, like, that quote comes in this book. Because it's one of my Mm -hmm. favorite Rachel Tobias quotes. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it actually happened in the next book, mm-hmm. um, but it does not. It happens. But there, one. there is something about that such easy acceptance. Like mm-hmm. he sees both part. He sees all of Rachel, and isn't scared of it like Cassie is. Doesn't want to weaponize it like Jake. Marco's feelings towards Rachel are complicated. Um. I think Axe doesn't have too much of opinion either way. Like, he sees her as the soldier and, like, Jake's second in command. Mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of deep dives on that. But, like, Tobias not only accepts all of her, but loves her. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're Rachel. You're you. I like you. Mm-hmm. So. The sentiment still stands, even if it's at the back of a shitty book. <laughs> But yeah, and it is it. a shitty book. <laughs> like you wasted a good concept and a good idea and a fun, silly sci-fi premise, and you fucked it, Ka. I'm sorry. I really wish I could like what you did here, but <laughs> the execution failed on the dismount, my guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, And that's Um, more frustrating than if it was just a weak book because mm -hmm. the aspects of this that are really strong and really interesting makes it all the more frustrating for the fact that it feels botched. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. It do be like that. It do be like that. (laughs) (sighs) All right. We've talked a lot as we've gone through, so I feel like we can maybe <laughs> just go so straight to our... We've talked I a think lot. so, yeah. Let's just do our... Let's go to rankings. Um, plot. 
as a concept, high. As an execution, low. Mm-hmm. I still want to... Like... I, I still applaud the idea. So... Mm. Maybe a six, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say. There are definitely far worse plots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, characterization. Bad. Nilpois. <laughs> there's you some, get nothing. There's a little. There's some good Jake in here. Mm-hmm. A little bit. There's some good Tobias. There's some good Tobias. Um, Cassie, not so much. Marco, there's not some so stuff much. there that becomes if you were to start unpacking it. Yeah. There's interesting implications, but what's there mm-hmm. in the book? Yeah. Not so much. And mm-hmm. as, I, as as I said at the top, this feels like a fucking character assassination. Mm-hmm. So for all the good beats that are there, this is a Rachel book. And in terms of Rachel characterization, I hate this. <laughs> cool. It done did my girl dirty. They did. Uh, enjoyability slash satisfaction. One. I'm annoyed. <laughs> I am mad at this book. I kind of had so mad at it. I'd give it like a five. (laughs) You are a generous person. (laughs) I am so pissed off about this book. Every good part is negated by the bad. It just ends up like, nah. I can't wait for there to be a book you think is worse (laughs) and hear how much I scream at it, quite frankly. Uh, Yeah. Um, It... I think it's it's better in my mind because I expected it to be so much worse. No, I can understand that. It's just like, oh, that's not as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. And I really mm-hmm. like I really am frustrated by the characterization of Rachel. Um yeah. the the simplification of her character yeah. into yeah, these well, the, the, the yeah, the flanderization. Yeah. Um and I feel like it's going to set the groundwork for sloppy character work later. Hey, you know what's a popular fan theory? Oh God, tell me. Uh, that they weren't actually combined at the end. Nice, Rachel just went away. What the fuck? I hate this. Oh my God, is that how bad the characterization is going to get, Danielle? I don't have the best memory of the next several books but there are some bad ones i hate that yeah oh my god Ugh. yeah they they do rachel super fucking dirty uh it, it, it gets worse before it gets better again but it will get better strongish ending yeah not as strong as some of the other ones, but... Okay. Oh, look. Look how big my waveform just got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Favorite part. Yeah. Um, the two Rachels working together to get out, I really mm-hmm. liked. Yeah, that's good. Um, I thought the... Um, Ra- I mean, Rachel's breakdown in mm-hmm. Owl Morph was very mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, just for how visceral it was. And nice Rachel's thinking about the others being split and what that yeah. looks like. Even if I disagree with her take, I liked reading that part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, my favorite part's just the very end there. Yeah, it's very I'm, good. I'm a simple creature. <laughs> You're valid. Uh, did anything surprise you? That they released the book in this state? <laughs> that they thought, yeah, nah, print it. I am pleased with that. I am happy for that to go to the press. I feel like we have done right by our character. And this is how we want the world to see her. That surprises me, Danielle, I've got to say. <laughs> Oh no, I killed them with how funny I am. Oh dear. <laughs> Come back, Danielle. Come back. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, like I said, what surprised me was how much... Little you didn't hate it? Yeah. Yeah. How how mild my disappointment is. <laughs> Fair. Uh, oh, another favorite part. Visser 3 going full Bondville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All Visser, quality Visser 3 content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We get some monologuing, we get some, no, actually, I don't want to die. Fine. Mm -hmm. This is the good Visa 3 content that I crave. Yes. Uh, was there any part that didn't make sense to you or that you didn't understand besides we've the... Expand yeah, we've <laughs> expanded on this quite enough at okay. this point. Refer to the earlier hours of the podcast. Yep. Uh, essential Animorphs reading. No. I don't think... For the character beats that are there, that are maybe worth having, I don't. I wish I hadn't read this. I could have quite happily been told, "Hey, at one point Rachel got split, and had to have a bit of a reckoning with herself." Mm -hmm. Given that I've seen from experience, these books like to rehash the same things we've seen Rachel at odds with herself before. I'm sure it's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that this is going to have interesting repercussions down the line. But if you said to me, hey, Jay, do you think somebody needs to read book 32 to get a good grasp of Animorphs? No. Yeah. Uh, nothing happens of consequence in this book. Um, even the anti-morphing ray gets a much better like plot breakdown in the next book than it does in this one. Mm -hmm. Um. And, yeah, there's nothing here about Rachel that we learn that we didn't have before. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't feel happen. like it's adding anything. Exactly. Um, it's just, it's taking what we do know and uh, kind of remixing it a little bit and simplifying it to the point of uh, it yeah. being detrimental. Uh-huh. Um, Definitely don't really recommend, uh, but it's more than the cover. Yeah. Um, I will. I will say that. <laughs> There's more to it than that. <laughs> oh, you have the fucking iconic moment. Although we don't see it on screen, we see them telling about it about her beating a horkbushir to death with her own severed arm. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, this book was. I have. I've. Uh, my co-host has been Danielle. They fucking rock. Uh, you can find them on the internet at Red Childhawk Ninety. You can check out their home podcast, The Room Where It Happened at Roomware Pod. They're just getting their third season underway. Elder County, Tennessee, playing Urban Shadows. This is contemporary urban fantasy with an eldritch flair in rural Tennessee. You should check it out. There's a very cool faction game and the players bring their A game as they always do with a bunch of characters that I have yet to meet, but I know stuff about them because, yes, check it out. That's RoomWebPod on Twitter. And my co-host has been Jade. You can find them on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose. You can find their home podcast, Follow the Leader, at FTLcast on Twitter. Um... They are in the midst of their season six, and they're releasing some of their best content to date. I highly recommend going and checking it out. Uh, Jade always makes excellent character choices, uh, and I always delight to hear them play. Um, also, check out Dumb Kids Playing Hero, which is oh, our yeah. Animorphs-inspired actual play podcast that we actually didn't talk about for once on this episode. That's because we were mad. We were just so mad all of the time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, our third season is imminent. Imminent, yes. Um, yeah, we have left canon far behind. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good, uh, and great, and nothing terrible will happen. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> you can find that on Twitter at dkphpod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's clap. Let's clap. Uh, 55? 55. <sighs>